What's the libation today, Bill? Well, I decided to bring a fine Kentucky bourbon. It's from Willits, uh, something I discovered while I was researching the uh, the Kentucky bourbon trail. 18 different distilleries which you get to visit. I'm planning my next vacation. There's a Kentucky bourbon trail? Yes, there is. Interesting. Like like if your wagon breaks down on the Kentucky <laughs> bourbon trail, is it is it uh is it fair to uh eat as many people as you need to to survive to the next <laughs> distillery? Um I, I think that or you just go to the waffle house. Well, I like waffles. There you go. And this is Lubricated by Libations, where Lewis provides me and Bill with something inspirational. It could be an item, a picture, a quote, anything random and run-of-the-mill, but never something from anything published for Dungeons & Dragons or other role-playing games. From that item, me and Bill will craft an adventure. We don't know what the item is going to be. Uh, We will be crafting an adventure on the fly to prove that inspiration can be found from anywheres. All you have to do is let your imagination wander. To aid us in our inspiration, Bill would be providing us with an adult beverage of his choosing. None of us are driving home tonight. <laughs> Please, when you consume alcoholic beverages, do so responsibly. Do not drive after consuming alcoholic beverages. Call a cab, a lift, or a friend or loved one. And if you are under the legal drinking age, no matter where you are, please do not consume alcohol at all. Lou, what's our inspiration? For tonight, I thought our inspiration would be this fine bottle with this fine liquid inside. He couldn't couldn't took the easy way out. That's not an easy way. No, that's that's easy. Okay, it's easy. easy. But that's okay. It's a fine looking bottle. We'll make it work. It is. And it's our inspiration for this evening. So I figured we'd give it a go. Well, before we do, I'm taking a sip. And I Shall we all? Yes, we shall. There'll be a momentary pause here while we imbibe. While we get lubricated. Mm. Mm, that's not too bad. Fire water. Nice little bite in the front and mellows out as you go. That's actually very good. Tickles my nose. I haven't I haven't tried this one yet. I I like I said I was researching the the bourbon trail and uh this is not necessarily one of the eighteen listed on the bourbon trail, but it's actually along the way. And I went, Well, how dare them leave them out? I'm gonna go buy a bottle. Very enjoyable. I like it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Dungeon Masters Dojo Podcast. This is a show for game masters and players alike. We hope to bring you tips and tricks to elevate your game and develop the art of dungeon mastery. I'm your host, Louis Aponte, and these are your dungeon masters, Scott Labby and Bill Robitaille. Let's head to the dojo and see what they have in store for us today. Hey, Bill. Hey, Scott. How's it going? Good. Good. Um... Fine, fine liquor. Yeah, it is. And we're drinking responsibly, which is important. That's and, what you always do. Absolutely. And if it come, worse comes to worse, there are two other futons in the house. So we'll be putting those to good use tonight. <laughs> You'll have to put them both together so I can sleep. I don't know where, where Lou's going on top of the pool table, <laughs> underneath the gaming table. I, I, there's more than enough there's room a, down here in the uh, in, in the. Uh, amp with the what do we call this? The um the anteroom before we get to the lyceum. That would be it. Yeah. Yes. I could put a cot in the lyceum. Yeah. Do some studying. Well, you know you're not going to study. 
Maybe a little bit. No. Nope. Eh, maybe uh, not. He's going to flip through the books looking yeah. for dirty pictures. <laughs> There's no National Geographics in there. Sorry, it's, it's all crudely done. Pencil not, sketching. You guys are dating yourself. <laughs> well, yeah. Like we haven't done that a gazillion times by this point. All right, so our inspiration is a bottle sitting out in front of us. This yeah. is a, uh, a finely crafted piece of glassware with a very wide base coming to a, uh, a little bulb at the, at, at the top of that and then a long fluted shaft there. So we're... Take the cork out of the top. Okay. Hang on. I rub it three times and see if a genie comes out. <laughs> it is that shape, I'm, isn't I'm it? I'm hoping more for... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Barbara Eden, then, um, with my luck, I'll get Will Smith. <laughs> it, it, yes, it does have that shape. Yes. So it's a, a fine piece of glassware. So where are we going to start? We're going to put an adventure around this. So do we start it at the, um, uh, the glass blower's place or do we start it at the uh, distillery? I'm inclined to start at the distillery. I think that'd be a good spot to start myself. So what is a bottle like this going to contain? A bottle like this most often would contain, well, back in this shape, bottle was very, very popular because they're difficult to knock over and very easy to make. So um, they would hold um, oils, vinegars, perfumes, anything really, because they make them different sizes. I mean, obviously this is a 750 mil. This is a big one. Have you ever heard of Madame Batlery? Madam Battlery, I do not or believe. Battlery, it's one of those. She, um, she was actually arguably the inspiration for Dracula. Hmm. She was a um, uh, a duchess or a baroness who, well, she was nuts, but she wanted to look young, so she would uh, she would bathe in the blood of her female virgin servants. And that was supposed to be her, her key to youth, and um, I mean it didn't work. Uh, and, <laughs> God, and, I hope not. And, and people got really pissed off that she was ensanguinating the local virgins <laughs> and bathing in their blood. So she ended up. I think they killed her, or she was imprisoned, or both. But what if that was a bottle? You know, a finely crafted bottle containing like the life essence of of young people and it was on its way to a particular baron baroness lord lady or whoever and that was supposed to last them throughout the year to keep their vibrant youth and so they can hold their power but something happened to it along the way well let's not get too big let's start small what kind of mill would have produced that essence what kind of mill um Extraction, some some yeah. form of extraction. I would uh, I would say an alchemy lab in the, I mean, if you want to go, tropey, an alchemy lab in a in a wizard's tower, you know, some nah, over. that's too that's too easy. What do you think? Um, I'm thinking a little a little hamlet, half dozen buildings, six families, along a river, and there's three mills. What big water water wheels on this fairly smooth, you know, running big stream, small river, each one milling something a little different. Uh, to, to the passerby, it would seem that, you know, maybe it's a blacksmith shop. They use it to drive their hammers. 
and and their forges. Another one maybe to a grist mill, and maybe another one a wood, you know, wood mill. But what if one of them produced the glass, this beautiful bottle, and then the next one was how they extracted the essence. So an entire village dedicated to keeping this one lord or lady, baron or baroness, alive. And so they have these fine craftsmen, right? So you're not just a glass blower. You're not like, you know, no, no, you're, Beth, the glass blower. You are... You're not going to keep someone's life essence in a Budweiser bottle. Right. You're, you're going to... It's, it's got to be fine crafted glassware, so crystal. This, a master craftsperson. Yes. And... So they're blowing the glass for these bottles, right? Because they're not refillable. It's not like bringing no. your... Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no re- no five-cent return on the bottles when you bring them back. The Baron shows up with a cart full of empty bottles. <laughs> and then just refill them, right? Yeah, here's my six-pack. Can I get my 30 cents? <laughs> squeeze some more children's life essence into, into this, this uh, I'll, bottle. I'll wait, I'll wait in the waiting room. I yeah. rinsed it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like bringing your growler back to Treehouse Brewery or wherever no, and having yeah, it refilled. Yeah. So they make these wonderful glass bottles that look like our Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> um, maybe even down to the you know to the to the seemingly wax seal on it, which is probably some enchanted metal stamped with whoever the master craftsperson's name or symbol is. Well, you got to be able to keep track of it and possibly track it. If it goes errant, someone finds out about it, you know, you need a, a specific item to do locate object, especially that, if you're dealing with distances. And if it was magic, that would probably enhance it. So a little wax seal on it that just looks like a wax seal is actually a magical stamp that it could be tracked and, and located if necessary and may even be an alert to the craftsman that hey you know this bottle's almost empty i better let the next mill which know. is which is great because i have an idea for that and that's going to come in come in later but let's talk about how we're going to get all of that essence of of person in there right so you're not going to want to squeeze the life essence out of like a senior citizen no no it, nobody wants our life essence <laughs> no Bill, <there's- laughs> we barely want our own <laughs> there's barely enough to keep us going every day which is why we're um Imbibing, right? <laughs> this um, is how we keep the tank semi-full. You're gonna, you're gonna want uh, the life essence of someone young and vibrant, right? Because that's gonna, that's gonna keep you young when you you drink their, their, their life essence. So you're gonna wanna, you're gonna wanna be, um, you know, using young people. But you don't, you don't want to be killing them because you're in a little hamlet out in the middle of nowhere. Because this is not the type of thing you want to set up in a city. No, no, because <laughs> it's uh, way too easy to be discovered. Yeah. So you're off so you're off the beaten path. So it's not like you can like uh harvest the children. You don't want to be doing that. So do we do we harvest their emotion, their glee, their terror? Maybe there's different flavors. Yeah. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe there's um happiness and joy is, you know, you gives know, them a certain sense, but terror gives them, you know, courage and it's the difference between bourbon and scotch. Yes. Um, and if you've been doing this for a really long time, right, if you've been drinking the essence of, of, of other, other individuals, then you'd get bored with the same old stuff. You'd want a different experience, different experience, different, different effects. So you would have 
extraction for uh, different things. It would actually be quite horrific. I would, I would imagine. I would think so as well. Um, where there would be, uh, you know, uh, in in one area, children playing and eating candy, and you know, going on picnics and stuff like that. In another room, all sorts of, you know, like jumping out of the closet, going boo, you know, um, probably worse than that. But and then the essence extracted and placed in these fancy bottles. But how would you capture that essence? Hmm. Artificers, you know, maybe there is a uh, maybe maybe there is a a rogue artificer that was for some reason kind of attracted to the f- money. Well, how about an artificer who tried to, in a way to get your warforged or something along those lines, get more essence into the warforged so it's more lifelike and, and more autonomous. And somehow it just didn't work for that. But that process that he discovered that he invented yeah. Had, had side effects. What where, do you do afterwards? Yeah, right? he, he was able to extract the essence, but I, there, I, you know, I, I had. There's no way I can put it into something that already has sentience. But if here it is in its raw form, I can't put it into a warforge. I can't put it into a construct. The only thing it seems to be able to bond with is something that's completely living already. It's uh. It's military science used for civilian purposes now, since it wasn't yeah. viable military As science. As opposed to the other way around. So you you got this extraction mill. You're producing these these items for this lord or lady, and then naturally you would um you would ship it, mm-hmm. right? So what if during the shipping process something happened? You had uh, an ambush. At the hand of bandits. Who didn't really know what they were getting themselves right. so, into. So now they think, now I've got, I've got this, um, this bottle of this fancy-looking liquor, and we haven't been able to, like, pop the lid off because it's magically sealed. And then they, along comes your adventuring party on their way somewhere, you know, to their next adventure, and they get bushwhacked by bandits, and they best the bandits. And now... They've got this fancy bottle of something that they can't open that they can't open. So it's valuable and they got it. So maybe they just continue on their way. But as you pointed out, right, there's that magical seal, which allows them to be tracked. So your shipment never made it to where it was supposed to. So now you got this pissed off Lord or lady that's, um, you know, waiting for her medieval Botox treatment (laughs) and it hasn't come. And and she's she sent a formal complaint, which which could be quite dangerous to whoever these people are, right? Because you know my my uh, my youth juice never made it, and these are the people that you know this entire hamlet exists at the beck and call of the you know the the baron and his lady. So if they get upset with you, no money shows up. In comes their their militia to find out why. Her youth juice hasn't shown up. Right. So the one the one guy that sits around and does nothing all day in the village or hamlet finally has a job to do, and it's his job to go out and get the bottles if they, they get lost. So maybe he's got some big, big bad hunting dogs or whatever have you, and now they have a pursuer. I like it so far. So would their pursuer be the big bad? Um. 
perhaps just for this particular leg of the adventure? He would be I, Well, it, like I said, he's the one that sits around and does nothing and still gets paid. So there's a reason he's on retainer. Yeah, he's being paid not for what he does, but for what he might have to do. Or what he might have to do. So, yeah, I could see this being your big bad. This would be your your oh, ninth to 12th level you know, barbarian with shape change, with his his pack that travels with him. Yeah, he's he's got to be, or she, they have to yeah. be special. Yes. Right, because you wouldn't have a, a, a level one fighter on a retainer to go get your magic bottle. No. <laughs> so he'd have to be someone, or she would have to be someone that's, a very, that's formidable. A very particular skill set. Yes, unique. So, yeah, uh, and tracking, obviously, that's what they have to do. So whether it's a ranger or a barbarian, something along those lines, and he has his three hounds with him, and off they go looking for it. So you're, you're big bad. Yep. I like the ranger idea. Yep. Male or female? Female. Female? Yep. Just hunting dogs, or are we going to oh, do something special? No, no. Um, three hounds. Um, one One's a wolf. Uh, one is a, a hound of some kind, at easily as big as the wolf. Third is canine-like, but no distinguishable breed, but looks nastier than the other two. What if that's a werewolf? That's what I was thinking. Something along the lines of something that's been you know imbued with a fair amount of lycanthropy. Yep. So you got a you got a werewolf, you got a dire wolf, a dire wolf, which is your wolf, and then your um, your hound, your, which it actually could be a hellhound in a uh, in a polymorph form. And there's a variety of hounds out there. What or if, what if what if this hound was Robert Pattinson <laughs> on page twenty four of. Uh, of Tasha's cauldron of everything. What if what if it was it was the path of the a path of the beast, primal path, barbarian, but chose to take on that that hound, that mastiff form as its primary form, form and then the human maybe its form. human form as as secondary. There you go. Um and there we have the, the trio of uh you know, kind of nemesis that our big bad would yeah. set upon Canis the party. Canis, screw you up, as yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's Latin for uh, dangerous dogs, folks. <laughs> so there you go, and and then their their handler, right? There now their handler. What would she? What what race would she be, or would it even really matter? I'm leaning I, kind I don't of think towards. It, I don't think it really matter. Half orc. Um, half orc would be really cool. Like Cause, a tall, because that way it's curvy. The, the, in, the intimidation factor there with the race, um, then you have the, you know, the allure of the the female form as well, where you can, you know, you can play that in a number for role playing purposes. You have a lot of options there. I'm thinking someone who looks similar to the Mandalorian's buddy there. What's her name? She's got that big ass gun. She's awesome. She's the MMA fighter. Oh yeah. 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 What is her name? I don't know, but yeah, but, I, yeah. I love her character, <laughs> but someone like that, someone yeah. who's, who's very form. There's once you look at her, there's no question in your mind that if, she is formidable. If I say the right, if I say the wrong thing, I'm going to get beat down. Yeah. <laughs> Just because yes. And, and maybe she's, 
maybe she's got something special about her where she she can run just as fast on two legs as her her four legged companions can. So she's kind of in the pack herself. Well, pack leader. Yeah. So she's running on, but she's on, a member of the legs. pack. Yep. Yep. I like the ranger idea. That's that that that's great because that tracking's going to want to come in. Maybe maybe some druidic ability. Well, you, you figure you do a fair amount of levels in your at least a minimum four in ranger, so you have all your tracking abilities and things like that. Throw a couple levels of maybe warlock in there, so you can have some spell casting abilities or go you know straight out mage or sorcerer. Sorcerer would probably work better. Um, but warlock, warlock or sorcerer just levels in there as well. So now you have the, you have the, the brute force out there already just in your, your pack as well as yourself. But now you're going to need magic abilities because there's almost always going to be a caster there. So you yeah. have to be able to cast one-on-one. Um, sorcerer is a good way to go. Uh, warlock, I think in this case, warlock or sorcerer would probably be a 50-50 split for me on, on spell casting. Lou? Uh- I was thinking for a ranger, either a gloom stalker or a horizon walker. Yeah, both of those options yep. would be great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good call. So we've got our we've got our party. Well, we have our big bad and our big bad and and her minions and kind of the adventure hook. Yep. So some encounters. Well, the first one naturally would be with the bandits. Yes. And then I think I think an end. NPC encounter would be important so that they can get a little bit of the lore from the area. Like maybe, maybe they're at a fork in the road and, you know, a, a, a trader comes up. He's got his wagon, you know, drawn by his, his two oxen. He's got all sorts of pots and pans and, and shit clanking around baskets of apples and the whatnot. And uh, they're at this fork in the road and he tells them, don't go down that, that way, you know, go the way I just came. And, you know, the party's like, why? And he's like, that's a bad place down there. You know, you don't want to have anything to do with that town. You're not going to be able to stay there. And uh, even if they do let you stay there, y'all are too young to be staying there safely. <laughs> you know, drop a couple drop a couple little kind of hints. You know, don't, don't go down that way. I hear young people, young yeah. people that go there don't come back. The only, the only people that go through there are the elderly because no one cares about the elderly. Yep. <laughs> And uh, he goes on his way down the road they came. So if your party goes the way they, uh, the way they were, you know, told to go, then you can have a couple more encounters that give you a little more details. If not, if they're, if you know, if you're using this idea and your party is anything like our party, <laughs> they're going to go in the opposite direction. They're going to be like, "Fuck it, I'm going to do whatever I want." Yep. Um, you can't tell me what not, to do. You're not the boss. You're of not EDM. the boss. Of me. Yep. <laughs> I don't care what you just warned. We're willing to sacrifice one of our number, so as if we don't already know yeah, that. So, so if they, if you know, if they, if they go down there, they're basically they're delivering that bottle back. back. Yes. So now what you have is you have an opportunity for them to. It'll be a while before the uh, before the hunter comes back looking for them, and the town's not equipped to hold them. Because right. that's the hunter's job. That, that's so the now they got to they stall busy, them. They're too busy squeezing joy and terror out of children. <laughs> But the party will stay at an inn, and the party's probably going to be young enough so it's ah, we can get a little something out of them. I mean, there's a, you know, there's a bard or whatever. Maybe we're ready they to try have, a new a new flavor. 
Yeah, let's, and and these guys look young enough where we can get something out of them. But you know, just the the raw power that emanates them from them. Yeah, I know, bet murder as, hobo tastes great. <laughs> well, that's our group. Yeah. But yeah. So in the uh, well, most groups will like be like, nah, you know what? The uh, DM dropped an NPC that's warned us away from a potentially dangerous area. Most players will be like, I'm going to stay away. Not ours. <laughs> Not ours. Nope. You know, and maybe you have a group like ours out there, and if you do, I'm sorry. I feel your pain. <laughs> Repeatedly. But now they're in this now they're in this little little hamlet and they're like, oh, what's so bad about this? It's nice. It's country setting. Um, what's this beautiful crystal thing on the wall in every, my room? Yeah. Oh, every, that's what we call the dream catcher. Yeah. Every <laughs> everything looks nice here. Yeah. And spoil the crap out of them. Yeah. And in the in the middle of the night, they hear like children laughing. And then they hear uh, children crying. Mm-hmm. And then they hear like children screaming bloody murder, and they're like, "What is going on here?" And maybe they're bushwhacked in the middle of the night by some some villagers. You know, that a blanket's thrown over them, and they're soundly, you know, beaten with with sticks and broom handles and the whatnot. And uh, or one of the party members, one of the party members, is is is, is gathered up and, and carted away and locked into the, the cellar of one of the mills. Yeah, uh, especially extraction. if it's like a halfling and they're like, oh, they got a kid. <laughs> Let's grab it. It's damn ugly and furry as hell, but, you know, it's still a kid. Yeah, so now they got to find this uh, their halfling companion or their, you know, really youthful look. Maybe there's an elf there and they're like, ooh, we can get some good stuff out of an elf. You know, they're young forever. Yeah. Not old forever. Right. They're always young forever. Yeah. Um. So now the party, now the party, like, is ready to leave in the morning and it's like, uh, where's Sweetleaf, the uh, our, our elven archer? She was just here last night, you know, all 22 years of her. And now they're like, hey, we're going to squeeze a bunch of stuff out of this elf. They live for a long time. All her stuff's gone. Oh, yeah, she left in the middle of the night. She said she was going to go hunting. Yeah, and that's uh, it's like, that's weird. She went that way. Have a nice travel. I'm sure you'll find her. So our our party's got... You know these weird things going on. One of them's missing. That's just if they go down, you know the uh, the road they're told not to, um, which I always plan for them to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like you know they're not going to listen to me. Well, that's our group. Yeah, they're like, hey, there's a dragon down there. You know, don't go down there because everybody that goes down there gets killed by the dragon. Hey guys, you want to go see the dragon? I've never <laughs> seen a dragon before. Challenge accepted. Yep. <laughs> Little sign on the side of the road. You must be this tall to see the dragon. Yeah. You know, just. <laughs> So now they got to find their missing party member. Yep. Which stalls the group even longer. Even longer. So while they're searching, maybe they even find her. I, I, I want to know what happens when they go, hey, you look around and there's some glassware around here that looks really, really finely crafted. I mean, this glassblower is not going to just make a just bottle a once bottle. a month. Yeah. He's going to make stuff he can export, make, you know, hey, a little... Bling on the side, this essential items for the people in the in the hamlet. Maybe there's that seal on Maybe it. Maybe, you know, there could be a, a worn, scratched-off seal off a bottle or two. But similar enough where they go, hey, maybe we should show them and ask them if they know where, where, what's this about and, what you know, how much it's worth. And it looks really similar. Yep, which, uh, which they may do. Mm-hmm. And if they had cast detect magic on it, they know it had some magical properties. Oh, absolutely. Or maybe they're off looking for the glass blower now because it's like, oh, that's our glass blower seal. Or maybe that seal is hanging on a sign over the yeah, glass right blower shop. Yeah, right out of the glass blower shop. Yeah. See if anyone remembers that that's the seal on the bottle. 
Right. So now they're now they're calling up this hunter person. They're like, "Hey, the bottle's back in town, but a bunch of murder hobos have it." <laughs> and they also, won't, they el- won't go anywhere really fast because we got one elf of their kids. Tastes good. <laughs> it's like it's like a a blush or a, you know it's like it's like that the the peach Melba wine coolers. It was Zinfandel. Yeah, it was Zinfandel. <laughs> nice and tasty and fruity and light, like a pink Moscato. <laughs> And now, so now you have that character that's in there, um, and now they need to escape, but they don't. They don't have anything but the clothes on their back, mm-hmm. and you all know. their stuff has been absconded and hidden somewhere. And now they're, you know, they're strapped down to a to a table. All, and I see it kind of like, um, did you see the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance? Yes, I see it kind of like that. They have this big <laughs> extraction machine, and and Mark Hamill's in the background cackling, you know, because he's sucking all the life force out of the. <laughs> you know, out of the, the children, um, that kind of, that kind of thing. You know, it's this big, ugly machine that once you look at it, you know exactly what it's for. Maybe not exactly what it's for, but you but know it's you there know, for it, nefarious it, it's purposes. It's there for, for not good reason. Yeah. It's going to hurt. No matter it's what it does, a, it's, it's going to hurt. It's not a tickle machine. No, it's going to hurt. And uh, so now you got your, your PCs looking for this person. This person's got to try to plan a, plan an escape. You build up a little tension strapping them down. And maybe when it all comes to to a head where they escape and they're fighting with, you know, whoever the bad guys are there, that that artificer that, you know, built the war forge and then try to juice them up with real people um, and a couple of his lab assistants, the party can bust in to execute and escape. And just as as they're you there, said execute the first thing I thought of was our party. Execute the artificer. Yeah. Well, that's gonna happen if if again if your party's anything like our party, they're killing everything on site. Even you know, you're lucky if that apple vendor that told them not to go that way wasn't murdered and yeah, for an apple, along with his his burrow that was hauling them to. Yeah, and and eaten, not and the driver, but you know whatever the beasts of burden are. Yep. Um, and that's when that's when the hunter she comes back. She's like, oh, they're back in town. They're in a basement. Cool. Let's get them there. There's only one way in and one way out. Support the Dungeon Masters Dojo by heading over to Apple Podcasts and Podchaser and leave a review. Take the time to leave a comment as well. This helps make us more searchable to those listeners interested in content such as ours. But more importantly, we want to know how we are doing and what topics you would like to hear about. Another way you can support the DMD is by buying the DMD a beer so we can continue to deliver quality content to you, our listeners. This also helps us upgrade and replace equipment. Head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash the DMD and buy us a beer, or three, or five. Don't forget to say something nice or mean. We don't care. You're buying us a beer. And we are back from our break, and... uh... Yes, I'm, I'm, I think I'll take another one too. Would please. you like to? Yeah, time for a refill. Slight refills here, just just a moment. We'll we'll be with you momentarily. I had to pour three times. And there you go, Mister Scott. Kind of. Thank you very much. Kind of like the sound of a middle-aged man trying to urinate. <laughs> <laughs> and we're moving on. <laughs> All right, so the big bad has come back. Um, she's there with her pack. Uh, they've just got um, 
they probably had a, a little bit of a, a tip with the with our artificer. Well, I'm sure oh, there's no slouch by any means. Right. No no doubt. So they're they're yeah, a little and his, worn. His defender rolls in along with everything else and kinda adds to the fray. Maybe he's got a war forged with him, you he know. He might have that a too. A veteran from whatever war forged war there was. Yep. Maybe a special war forged. Someone that had a little bit of juice still in him, you know? Yeah. Well, he would have been the experimental person right. that volunteered for it, and it didn't quite work, but not quite work, still better than not working at all. And maybe that Warforged needs a little top off every now and again. That's it, just to maintain. Yeah. That, yep. that was the downside. You know, you burn out too quick if you don't have a constant supply. So, so they he gets a little bit of that stuff, you know, kind of like uh, kind of like white chocolate. You know, or white chocolate <laughs> isn't true chocolate, but it's a lot of the runoff from the chocolate-making process. Yep. So he gets some of that, and, and nobody really questions it because all the good stuff's going to to where it needs to go. Yeah. So we've got we got our adventure, we've got our big bad, we got some key NPCs. We even know where where this is taking place. Yep. You know, we we got the little village. As far as what what campaign setting, really, it could go into anyone. Oh yeah, it's transplantable. You know, you want to put it in in your homebrew setting, go for it. You you know, you want to go Eberron or or Mastara even or. Faerun, knock, yeah. you, knock yourself that, out. That's the beauty of starting small like this. It With is. A little hamlet because it's a postage stamp. Yep. Nondescript. Just, just give it a lick and pop it wherever you need to. Yep. And so, and it, you're right. It's nondescript. You, you don't even have to get, what's the name of the hamlet? It's a hamlet. It's not a town. It's a hamlet. It's, it's six, there's no name. Yeah. And you know, someone's always going to ask, right? They can spend the whole night listening to laughing, crying, and terrorize children and when they get up in the morning, are they going to question any of that? Not our players. They're going to be like, hey, what's the name yeah. of this place? <laughs> like, really? Really? What about the screaming cries children? Of terror in the. No, no, but what's the name? Those were just dreams. What's the yeah, name of this place? <laughs> we don't give a shit about those. We're murder hobos. We don't care. We're going to kill them anyway. <laughs> what PCs. What what classes do you think would fit with this adventure? I mean, really any of them, but you want to. Well, it it depends on whether you're. We're going to assume since it's a small town and there, you already have adventure. You know, if you want to start from scratch, you can start from scratch. Um, you wouldn't want to divulge any of this during session zero, obviously. Right. But if you're starting off at first or second level, this would be you're going to have to scale it back. You're. Your ninth to twelfth level ranger is going to be way overpowered. Your artificer is going to be way overpowered. Your warforge is going to be way overpowered. So this is a, I think you're looking at third, fourth level, a, a, a party of third, fourth level where they can put their skills together and still be able to defeat these individuals. Yep. But it's going to be difficult. They're going to have to, you know, use all their skills, all their magic, and work together. So I think that fourth, fifth, sixth to eighth would be relatively easy. You might have to buff it up, throw another Warforged in there, maybe a, a, another pack member on the you know the uh, Rangers crew. So you can scale it either way and still do it pretty effectively. But I think anywhere between third to fifth is a pretty good place, depending on the size of the party. Yeah, yeah. With I, an average of six, probably like you know fourth, fifth is a good a good spot for this type adventure. Yeah, I think you're right on that one. I think you hit that uh, hit that level right on the nose, and really any any class I think. Yeah, I don't think would... class is going to be all that difficult because this is an adventure that you're you're dealing with your warforge, you're dealing with your artificer, you're dealing with townsfolks. Um, then you have your you're dealing with lycanthropy, um, a ranger, spellcaster, uh, as well as natural attacks from the other animals. So you have such a buffet line of damage that you can do to them. 
there's going to be more than enough for them to come up with some kind of counterance. Yep. So you got, we got our, what? We got four encounters. Um, and then. And that's if they go down this directly to the town. Right. I mean, if they go the other way, they go, all right, well, well don't go that way. All right, we won't go that way. It's really easy to other divert them back, which yep. is kind of what you want to do. So eventually they're going to try to pawn the glassware going, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm, we can't take that. What? Well, that's that's a special glassware, and it really needs to be returned. Uh, yeah. You need to go this way. I'm not taking it. You need to bring it back there, and don't don't tell anybody that you even saw me. Yes. I'll see you later. Nope, yep. nope, bye. And it, and it is. You know, really, I think you want them to go to that to that that village to kind of solve the solve the mystery. And I, I think with four four or five encounters is what we're looking at here. That's a mm-hmm. decent evening of play for a good, you know, four hour game session. Oh, absolutely. Um and really this is what it the only thing really that's all you really want it to be right now is just exactly an evening of it's, an evening it's, of an, game it's an evening gameplay. It's it's one adventure. Right. It's one adventure. And that's that's what we were told to build. We told build an adventure around this item. Well, and it's a there's the item. It's a filler. And right. So if you got yes. a long running campaign, right, Bill, and you got mm-hmm. uh now we're on our way to our next leg of our journey. Maybe I I don't really have anything as fleshed out as well as I would like it. Yep. I could plop this in there and it's a nice little nice little diversion. And it could always be something bigger. Now I know if we if we send our group and and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I think you'll agree, especially if Lou's at the table. Once everybody's <laughs> defeated, right? Lou's gonna find out that he can squeeze uh, the life essence out of all of these children, and now now he's like, I'm in charge here. <laughs> this and is I'm now gonna, called I'm gonna, Louisville. Yeah, and I'm gonna hack up. I'm, I'm gonna jack up the prices on all this. <laughs> so if you if you want your youth juice. You're going to need to pay 10 times that amount of money because it's not easy squeezing the life essence out of a squirming child. So beware your players because <laughs> because they may decide to go, this is now our Hamlet. They are, they are heroes until they hear the cha-ching of platinum coins falling in their coin purse. I was just thinking the same thing. I, <laughs> and And... You want to go back to a couple of DM Bill's quick tips. One of them, I'm sure, is knowing your players. I think that was a recent yes. one you recorded, and that's why that's important, right? Yeah, that's why it's important. So you're going to have to build in some, uh, well, like in our case, we always build in some loop proofing yes. on yes. some things. And In uh, uh, this particular instance that you just rolled out, um, the bottle is missing. It hasn't shown up. A word of disfavor has been sent back to the town. A reply has not come back in a timely fashion. So as the as your party decides, you know, we're going to take this place over. Over the hillside comes a marching army. Well, there's that militia. Here, that here is the mentioned. militia coming, sent by uh, Lady, oh my God, my face is melting, uh, saying, I need my juice and you're going to go get it now. And if they don't have any, you're going to make them make more now. And here's this army coming over the hillside. As the party looks at each other and goes, all right, maybe we're not going to take this place over. But that's a great place to call your uh, game session for, for the, the evening, evening, right? Absolutely. You leave it on that on that cliffhanger where now the uh, now that, that small company or battalion or whatever 
of uh, of soldiers she sent, um, you see him just come up over the hill. You know, like the Rohirrim right before they uh, they charge <laughs> to the east. Yeah. Um, so now you see all these these horses and riders, and now if that doesn't get your party thinking, we need to beat feet. Or, or uh, well, in our party's case, we need to steal someone's horses <laughs> and and make a break for it. Then did, we, did, we, did it kill them all yet? <laughs> yeah, that's, we may have yeah, to share. That's, yeah, that's the other thing. Loose at the barn Someone, on fire. Someone's gonna be riding bitch on loose horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's where you stop it and, and give because there's an opportunity to further this if they want. Now, that was yeah. awesome. What's gonna happen next? We want to play, we, you know, all right, we're going to watch and see what happens. All right, let them hang around. Be prepared to write something just in case they want to continue this. And if you had a good time, I'm sure as a game master, you had a good time. You see your players had a good time. It's going to inspire you to write some more just in case. Even if it is two months later down the road when you have that little pause, that little stay, and say, you know something, let's throw part two. Adam, and yep. you've had your stopping spot. You know, when last we met, you'll remember that and give them a little recap, and then you're ready to go. And that's lubricated by libations. Every year, crashes involving alcohol-impaired drivers will kill more than 11,000 people. If you're drinking, designate a non-drinking driver before you start. Call a cab or get a ride home. Never let your friends drink and drive. We'll see you next week in the dojo. That's going to conclude this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. Please subscribe to the podcast for more great content. If you'd like to hear a particular topic, you can reach us on Facebook at the Dungeon Masters Dojo, or you can drop us an email at the Dungeon Masters Dojo at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a good day.